Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of the Pat and Rose Show. I had a blast on this interview in particular, something different than we've done on any other episode so far. And Pat, speaking to Lindsay Hilton was uh, was unique, and, and I, I loved it. Yeah, I don't want to let the cat out of the bag yet, but she is a very unique, driven individual that has a set of circumstances in her life that she faces each day that I don't have any experience in whatsoever. So just being able to see life a little bit through the lens that she sees it, I really enjoyed talking to her. All right, we're going to try something new. We're going to try and keep okay. this brief. But I Pat, like I want to know. I don't but like change, I want to. I want to suck from that big brain on top of your shoulders, and I want. Uh, I want you to share something that you're into. We're going to talk about CrossFit stuff first. We'll get into non-CrossFit stuff after that. So, what's going on in the CrossFit world? What kind of implement? What kind of uh, product? What kind of person are you following? What are you, what are you excited about right now? Oh, okay. Um. I am rediscovering, I don't want to say a love, but I'm rediscovering the concept to rower. You know, everything, in my personal opinion, has been all about the assault bike, the assault bike, the assault bike. And I've got one, and it is a portal directly to hell. I mean, it is, oh, man, I am not good on it, and it puts me in my place. But I realized, looking back over my workouts, I've spent a tremendous amount of time in the assault bike and neglected the rower. And that's not to say that I was good on the rower. I should never been neglecting the rower so i've been re-familiarizing myself with that the old erg and it is it is devastating and it, it is waking me up again so that and i'm i'm trying to deadlift a bit more because i think i've neglected that a bit as well what about you rory well my friend i am into uh well first of all i am into competition with my friends and my good friend adrian bosman and i have a long-standing battle in the open everybody knows about Lately, Boz has been posting his scores for CrossFit Main Site. So I'd say the last three, four months, I've gotten way back into CrossFit.com. The programming's been fantastic. And I've been into logging my scores on Beyond the Whiteboard. And the cool thing is I can put myself against Boz on a, on a leaderboard just like we're in the open. I can look at my scores all the way back to 2008. It's just kind of been a good rejuvenation for me to, to not just see myself in the comments, but also to be able to put myself on a graph with whoever I want to compare myself to. Well, if you've been going against Boz and you've got the data, have you been winning more than you're losing or losing more than you're winning recently? Yeah, I mean, the main site doesn't necessarily play to my strengths. <laughs> Which is fitness. <laughs> Bad Boz. Bad Boz is a good athlete. Damn yeah, you, Adrian. Agreed, agreed. Um, however, um, I will say, and thank you for bringing this up, that I did win the Masters 35- to 39-year-old NorCal liftoff in 2017. I'm glad you brought that up. Moving on. Oh, you know, that's something that's stop, outside the stop. That's classic Roy McKern. <laughs> it makes me laugh. You got me real bad a while ago. I can't remember what it was, but I was walking by you in the hallway and you said something like, uh, 315. And I was like, oh, excuse me? And you said, oh, I'm sorry. I thought you asked what my overhead squat was. And it was, there, was some, <laughs> there was some lead in you said to make a note of your personal achievement that I made me laugh. At must, be, must, be a, must be an echo in here. So once again, well played. All right. you got me. Thank you. Outside of the CrossFit world, give, give people something to balance themselves out. What's happening outside the gym that gets you excited? Um, I'm a book nerd. I love reading uh, every morning. I just try to have some coffee and read before the kids get up because, you know, after that 
happens the day gets busy, work kicks off. So love reading nonfiction. What I just finished reading was the E-Myth. I want to say the man's last name is Gerber who wrote it. It's a very well-known book about small businesses and why some succeed and why some fail and best practices and things like that. And uh, I enjoyed it start to finish. So that, that's a book that I would recommend. What about yourself, Mr. McKernan? Non-CrossFit. What's got all jazzed up? I'm sorry. I, I fell asleep there when you started talking about reading. Um, <laughs> I have been have been obsessed with the cryptocurrency craze. Uh, Bitcoin, all of these cryptocurrencies got me like, it's just tripping me out. And I, I, I will not get on board because I'm too confused about what it is and how it works and everything, even though I read about it on a daily basis. But it's something that I'm following closely. And I just like... I'm waiting for whatever a year, two years down the road, where I'm just kicking myself for not having jumped on board. But uh, that whole thing's just just stolen my brain. Yeah, it's well, it's December twentieth, twenty seventeen, as we record this, and right now it's all the rage. And I don't know yep. enough about it at all to know: is it a good investment? Is it a bad investment? Is it a bubble that's about to burst? So I'm I'm much like you, sitting on the sidelines you know, with popcorn and just waiting to see what happens. All right, she will inspire you, but don't you dare tell her that because she will get annoyed. Her name is Lindsay Hilton, L-I-N-D-S-A-Y-H-I-L-T-O-N. You can find her at lindsayhilton.com or on Instagram at L-A-H-L-T-N. And without further ado, here's our conversation, myself, Pat, and Lindsay Hilton. Lindsay Hilton, thank you for joining us. Um, I have learned a lot about you from my, my internet snooping, but I have a feeling that we're going to touch on a lot of cool things today. Um, snooping, such a nice word for stalking. <laughs> <laughs> internet stalking, I think, I think that word has actually got a different connotation these days when you when you social media. True. But uh, yeah, first of all, thank you so much for, for joining us. Thanks for having me. So um, we, I want to dig into, there, you know, first of all, there's there's an elephant in the room that I want to address immediately, and that is that you're Canadian. <laughs> How have you been dealing with this adversity your whole life? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I'm only I'm only half joking. But you are from a corner of Canada. I used to work in Alaska um, summer times, and you're from a corner of Canada that I have never been to. So I mean, t tell me about tell me about Nova Scotia. Like, what do I need to know about where you're from? Uh, well, Nova Scotia is basically as far away from Alaska as you can be from uh, in Canada. So I'm completely east, so it's uh, like right above Maine. Uh, from Nova Scotia, I live in Halifax, which is the main city in Nova Scotia, although it's not uh, not all that huge. Um, but yeah, I mean, Nova Scotia is a beautiful place. It's right on the water. Um, like no matter where you are, basically you can find a beach or the water in some aspect within, you know, 20, 30 minutes, which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. Uh, and then ding, ding me on like in the summer than it is in the winter. Uh, that, okay. So that's where I'm going. What kind of temperatures are we dealing with right now? As we record this, we don't know when this <laughs> podcast will be published, but right now it's about the last week or approaching the last week in December. So what are we dealing right. with up there? So again, I'm Canadian, so I will give you the temperature in Celsius. Please do. So about uh, <laughs> zero. Um, you know, in the mornings, it's maybe in the negative five kind of range to plus five, somewhere in that range. And yeah. is that cold for Canada, or is that still Canadian? No. Like that's okay. 
It's all right. I mean, obviously, it's uh, colder, but it's not like there are some places in Canada where it's going to be like minus 40. <laughs> so you shouldn't complain. Right. T-shirt, exactly. t-shirt, but then right. there's also, you know, on the West Coast, like BC, it'll be like nice all year round and, you know. Okay. All right. Okay. We're not too bad, but uh, it's certainly like, you know, we don't have any real snow right now, but we will. Okay. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. and you're, you are 31 years old now as we speak to you. I'm 32 actually. You're 32. So you had a happy birthday. Um, awesome. So 32 year old. And I understand that you're in banking. I want to kind of paint a picture of you um, for other CrossFitters who kind of can associate with who you are. So 32 years old, tell me about, me and Power arguing about this. When it says that you're a business banker, business banker. <laughs> does that mean that like, you're not for me in Pat banking, you're like, no, I'll only do business not with- uh, regular citizenry. Yeah, so I, I do banking for small business owners. So people who like uh, small to medium sized businesses, I would do their, their banking and their financing. Do right- okay, so cool. I wanted to start a company. Do business bankers look down on regular bankers? <laughs> Is there like a hierarchy <laughs> tier? <laughs> All right. And, and obviously, um, we found you through the CrossFit world. But I understand before that, as an athlete, you're a rugby player. Mm-hmm. And it's, a, it's admittedly a sport that I know very, very little about. <laughs> but um, you played both at collegiate and, and a high club level. Mm-hmm. And you're still, is it correct that you're still playing now? Yeah, I mean, not not right now, but um, I played last summer. I, I don't think that I will play this coming summer, so I think I'm probably probably done playing for now. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I played uh, this last this past summer, and I've played ever since I like every summer since I was probably like in high school, so like 15, 16. Okay. And what was okay, the cool. initial? allure to rugby i mean from the outside i've never played in my life but it just seems like one of the more brutal contacts <laughs> yeah it was kind of a weird um way i guess i just kind of i got into it because the coach of the high school team kind of said like oh why don't you come play and i was like all right let's see <laughs> so that's i it. that's all it took all right that fair was enough pretty much, yeah i was a little bit you know like at first i didn't know if i would be able to um, wouldn't just didn't know if I was going to be able to play. Didn't know if I was going to be able to keep up. All that sort of stuff. I had played um, mainly soccer before before that, so I was used to sport. Um, but rugby is like you said, it's a little bit scary <laughs> when you <laughs> watch it for the first time. But I kind of went into it with the attitude of like, okay, well, I'll just go to say like the first practice, um, see what happens. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. And I'll just kind of keep going until. I can't anymore, I guess. And then, yeah, it just never really, never really happened. Thought, if you had been playing soccer previously, why did you have something in your mind that you said you didn't know if you'd be able to keep up in rugby? It's pretty physically demanding. Um, yeah, it's just, I don't know, just like another, a different dynamic, different sport. Um, but everything yeah, shook know. out just fine. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess so. I'm not All right. like, no superstar by any means, but uh, yeah, I've, I've been able at least to play at a club level for a long time. Um, and rugby is an awesome sport. It's more of like a community than anything. So, oh, nice. uh, you know, through rugby is how I met basically all of my friends, um, how I met 
my uh, fiance, how I met like everybody I know, essentially, I met through rugby. And cool. uh, um, so I think you're going to help us stumble through some stuff today because you ha- you're a unique woman, obviously, in many ways. But last year during the Open, CrossFit posted a video of you doing 17.1. And from what I understand, things in terms of coverage of you and your story went gangbusters. In your words, will you share, I mean, what? because this is a audio only podcast, people can go to your social media, they can see who you are. Um, but you, you face a unique set of physical challenges as well. Can you tell people about that? Um, yeah, I mean, I guess just in terms of who I am. So I was born missing, um, both my arms and both my legs. So both legs just right kind of at the knee and both arms um, just below the elbow. Um, So I guess, yeah, I've had a little bit of a different um, experience, I would say, than most growing up. But I think because I was was born um, this way, I I really don't uh, know any different and I don't have any sort of frame of reference to compare to you know, what it's like for somebody else or what it could be like or anything like that. It's not like I lost a limb or, you know. Um, so I think because of that, I um, haven't really let it or I've tried not to really let it affect my life in any way. Because, um, again, like I said, I don't I really don't know any differently. So it's um, it just is who I am. I have so many questions. <laughs> so many questions that I, you know, and it's starting with, I don't even know where to start, right? I mean, there's the potential thing of of even terminology. Like, you don't want to offend anyone, right? I mean, is adaptive athlete, is that, you know, appropriate yeah, terminology? Yeah, like, that would be kind of what I, what I would say. I, I don't love the term, like, disabled because I just don't view myself That's as being disabled. That's what I'm curious about. Yeah, I think that like that's kind of the default what what people say, but I just feel like it's not accurate in that I don't really feel like I'm disabled. Like it, it basically saying that is saying that I have like a lower ability than the average sure. person, which like maybe on some things I do, and maybe that's true. But I also feel like you know I'm, I I don't I don't really think that I do. And, and I'm sure each adaptive person in the world you know you're all unique human beings so probably how you respond to questions and queries and look is different right but you know so you mm-hmm. only know you but you know, most people you see in the mall in the airport as a general assumption have full arms and full legs so i'm sure you get way more looks way more stares than mm-hmm. anyone in the world and you could probably see the question on some you know, idiot like myself, you see the brain working, like there's something on this guy's mind, like just ask it, like what's on your mind? Is that, I mean, is, are you cool with people approaching you asking questions? They tiptoe around the tulips with you, you know, what's, what's appropriate? Yeah. I mean, I would say most people tiptoe for sure. I would say that like kids are the more likely to say something. Right. Uh, and how their parents react is always like really funny to me. And they- <laughs> a lot about a person based on how they react so like kids are really gonna be you know most kids probably haven't seen somebody like me before so if they see me they're automatically like at a point or stare or you know make some sort of comment and their parents kind of give one of two standard reactions the first and most common is just like stop like shut up right now and like right. you know, they try to like pretend like that never happened and just kind of shuffle their kid away 
or the other reaction, which is like the more uh, human approach, I think, is when they're like, yeah, that's neat, eh? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can, I would, Different. I would be one of the people like, you know, I'm curious by nature and by mind, but mm -hmm. I wouldn't know, you know, you, you also don't want to be intrusive or like, you know, some mm -hmm. poor woman or man is like, okay, let me tell you my story for the 1000th time, you know, yeah. you, you know, it's very unique to you, but it's me every single day. So yes, this is how I, whatever it happens to be. Yes, I do drive or, you know, what, you know, all those things. So I guess for most of us to have those general questions, you, know, you take a look around the world like you know like i do i just you know opened a can and i very much needed my fingers to open that can you know that i had i mean are there just daily can most of the things that you face in in your household and out in the world have you found a workaround or are there just some impenetrable obstacles that to this day you're like ah if i could just fill in the blank right i would say 99% of things i have found some sort of workaround there are a few things that I just like cannot figure out. And one is like, I cannot put my hair in a ponytail. Just like, can't do it. Of all the things. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one. It's interesting. Uh, <laughs> um, and I um, can't ride like a standard bicycle. Huh. I'll tell you what. So you, you, you modify a bicycle. I don't. I probably okay. could, but like when I was a kid and I like was trying to learn how to ride a bicycle, I couldn't do it. And I was just like, no, it's over. I'm never going to ride a bike. Even though there's now like all sorts of adaptive bikes and I could ride like a hand cycle if I really wanted to, but I just, I don't have a, I don't own a bike. I don't bike. Of, of all the things in the world, if, if the list is that short, I would say you're doing far better than most people I know, quite yeah. frankly, you know, riding a bike and the ponytail thing. I think uh, I think you get the world pretty well figured out. When I was doing some internet uh, sleuthing on you, you know, with Roe earlier, <laughs> and I did see some video where you said, I believe that when you were younger, you chose to use both prosthetic legs and arms, but at mm -hmm. some point in time, you just said the heck with the arms, they're actually more pain than they're good for is that still the case and, and why was that I would think just the opposite um well so I used to yeah like when I was a young kid I um so I started wearing prosthetic arms and legs like at a very very young age um like I don't even remember kind of my first pair kind of so I was very very young wore them all day every day used them for everything um and the arms that I had they're called myoelectric arms and they they open and close like the hand kind of opens and closes so you can um grab things and that sort of thing but they were pretty like this would have been you know 30 years ago mm -hmm. um so they were not fine-tuned i would say as probably sure, they are not now. a precision instrument right state of the art back then so, like i could pick up a pencil and write my you know i could do that sort of stuff um but i uh when i was probably around i don't know eight or nine I remember I got a new pair and they like changed the way that they were powered, like the battery power or something. I don't know. Anyways, and they kept breaking down. They kept uh, like running out of power essentially. So I would not be able to use them for a full day. So I started like not using them. I started using them maybe in the morning and then they would have to charge for a few hours. So I would just kind of go without. And I started to find that it was a lot easier to just do things um, without them because 
you have to think, you know, yes, I could like grab a pencil and I could hold things, you know, in one hand, but I couldn't like touch or feel anything. Um, mm. And that sort of thing. And I don't know. I just kind of found that it's easier. And, and then you're not wearing these bulky, like, you know, they're heavy and they're, they're kind of confined and that sort of thing. So I really uh, didn't wear, like, I probably stopped wearing arms altogether. I don't know, maybe I was 10 years old and um, I really didn't wear them again until recently, actually, I got a pair made just so that I could um, match. Oh, wow. Okay. You got to you got you, yeah. you got some custom made snatch arms. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to see that. So will this be? I saw that that was one of the movements that eludes you. Mm -hmm. So, so I got them. I don't know a while ago now. I can't remember exactly how long. Um, but you know, obviously, it took a while for me to kind of get used to the movement and that sort of thing. And I'm still not not great or anything like that. But um, yeah, so I uh, I have them. I use them basically only for snatching. <laughs> um, and, and yeah, there's, a, I think there's a few videos. Like if you go on my Instagram, there's like a few videos of me, um, of me snatching. Um, and, and like I said, I have a, I have a, a meet tonight, actually my first Olympic lifting meet tonight. So uh, I'll be sure to take a few video um, of that as well. Now, yeah, please do. That's outstanding. <laughs> the now in in uh, in terms of like a support group or network or, of people, I'm just curious. Like, is is your what do you how do you refer to it? Do, is there even do you say or are you just like no, I'm me. This is how yeah, I'm born. Okay. Are <laughs> okay. Are there are there other people that you know personally in the same condition? Is it a large group of people or how common is it? Well, so actually, I'm lucky to be from Canada because there's an organization um, in Canada called the the War Amps of Canada that um, started like after um, the First World War when veterans were coming back from the war missing limb, okay. and they kind of kept it going. And then after the Second World War, same thing. It kind of grew in momentum. And then in the uh, like 70s and 80s, they were seeing that there was a lot of kids being born uh, missing arms and legs. So they started um, something called the Child Amputee Program, where they basically kind of found or like reached out to families who had children who are either born missing um, a limb or limbs or lost limb due to illness or accident or anything like that, and created like a huge support network. So lucky for me, like I, um, was born when this was already kind of happening. So, um, they reached out to me and they were able to connect my parents, like went right when I was born, when I was still in the hospital, actually, they were able to connect my parents with, with another family who had, um, like a three-year-old son who was born also missing all four limbs. Um, so my parents were able to see, kind of into the future a little bit, which was reassuring for them because they can see this, you know, three-year-old uh, kid running around doing, you know, doing things that any three-year-old would be doing. And they were like, oh, okay, well, everything's going to be fine then. Um, so I grew up knowing uh, lots of other people that were kind of like me um, because we would go, they, they held conferences every year. So you get to meet all these kids who are your same age or a little bit older, a little bit younger um, maybe one of them missing one arm, maybe they're missing all four, you know, so it just kind of gave you that support network and that kind of like, you're not the only one for type perspective. So I think yeah, that yeah. a lot as a kid to like kind of build my confidence and to just know that like, um, 
yeah, like everything's fine. And I think it helped my parents probably even maybe more than me because they were able to see these kind of older kids who were, you know, had jobs or driving cars or, you know, just doing things that anybody else is doing. So they were able to just say, okay, well then we're just going to treat her the same way that we're going to treat our other kids. And that was a question that I was chatting with Ro about before the show kicked off because I'm, I'm new to being a parent. I've, through marriage, I've got two amazing stepkids. I've had, you know, for about the last year or two, and so I'm still learning. They're six and eight, and they're just phenomenal. And when you said that your parents didn't know until you were born that mm-hmm. you were, you know, missing half your arms and your legs, I was trying to put myself in that situation. Like they're they're probably so scared to just have, you know, a child that they're like, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, step one, step two, step three, and then this, you know, gets thrown into the mix. They, I'm sure they had a meltdown or a panic-stricken in a way that I can't even comprehend. So if there are other families or parents, you know, in different stages of their life that maybe have recently found out that they may have a, a child that's very much in the same situation as you, what would be your, you know, you've been on the planet now 32 years, what would be your recommendation as to... Um, what they should do, how do you treat the child or, you know, any of that stuff, you know, put some of those fears to rest. So I think you try to treat them as much the same as you can. I think that that sometimes means that you, you know, they maybe need a little extra help in certain areas, but I don't think that completely coddling or babying or hovering or any of that sort of, I don't think that that's productive. Um, I think that trying to help them to become as independent as possible is um, the way to go. And I'm sure sometimes you hit it perfectly and sometimes, you know, you, you learn by trial and error. Maybe there's some things oh, that parents were like, you know what? No, today you need to figure that one out for yourself. And mm-hmm. some days it was the right call and some days they probably watched you struggle and they were like, oh, no, why didn't we just do that for? That was, we're terrible parents. <laughs> right, yeah, because it's, sometimes it's easier like, oh, it would just be easier for me to zip her jacket up and we could get out of here. Right, exactly. But sometimes you have to kind of, you know. I'd say what, and I, 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 I struggle with doing that kind of stuff with my own kids. Right. You know, I'm like, ah, no, I want to tie your, tie your shoelaces for you. Let's just get the hell out of here. Exactly like you said. Um, so that's a good lesson for anybody, regardless of the, uh, you know, people learn by doing. And that's, that's really the only way to do it. What, uh, so have you seen, though, we established that there's this community of folks, and so you had examples of good. Were there also bad examples? Or, I mean, because the only two people that I know that are similar to yourself are you and Kyle Maynard, and I'm not sure if you're familiar with who Kyle is, but he's been around the CrossFit community since way, way back, and, um, and an amazing person. Like, he was a great wrestler. He was, a, he was also hit CrossFit super hard. Um, climbed Mount Kilimanjaro, just, just unstoppable forces. And, and like yourself was like, oh, this is just me. Like I'm not trying to be anything that I'm not. This is just what I do. Mm-hmm. Are there other examples? Are there people? Because, because in my heart, I know that the only other option would be like, well, what else are you can do? Crawl into a hole or cover yourself with rocks. Right. right? But, um, do you, have you seen people who have taken it and internalized it the other way or, or just sort of, um, yeah, I mean, I think for, I think people are people, right? Like there are some people that, uh, you know, internalize us very, what I would even consider like a very small struggle and make it ruin their lives. Right. So I think you see that with anything. Um, but for me, it just doesn't seem like, I don't understand what the point would be. Right. Like, you know, if I'm not, um, doing things, then 
what kind of a life is. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, if you're not trying things, you're not taking risks, you're not, like, going out and enjoying yourself, like, you're just doing nothing, and that just seems awful. <laughs> when your video, like, Rose got posted on CrossFit, and it went, you know, whatever the term should be, viral, crazy, or, you know, suddenly insta-famous, you know, overnight and all this stuff, did you have a lot of people reach out to you, both other adaptive athletes or maybe coaches, that had adaptive mm-hmm. athletes is like I don't know what to do and you know what, what was that response like yeah um so certainly other I got a f- several messages of people of coaches asking like uh, for tips a lot of people want to know like what equipment I used or what um like that's kind of the biggest, the biggest question I get from other coaches or other athletes is you know what equipment I use um, there are, there is kind of like a, a an adaptive community, really. Um, now, it, mainly in the states, um, there's not a lot of. Uh, well, CrossFit just isn't as as popular in Canada, and there's just not as many people, so <laughs> there's uh, not as big of a community. But um, there's certainly like a lot of uh, adaptive CrossFit like groups, and um, even like you know like social media type stuff where there's uh, people kind of coming together and sharing ideas, which is awesome. Um, but yeah, I would say the, the question I get the most from um, other athletes or other coaches is, is just what type of equipment that I'm using and, and yeah, equipment well, related. Tell us, I mean, because Ro and I watched the videos and that was one of the things we were curious about. Is there some vendor that I'm not aware of? Or are you guys just MacGyver and figure it out <laughs> on a daily basis? You know, what is that? Yeah, it's basically a MacGyver situation. So um, when I, and it's kind of like always a work in progress, right? So when I first started CrossFit, I just kind of looked at like, okay, these are all the basic movements that I need to be able to do. Um, and then kind of started brainstorming on what I would need to to help. And the, the main equipment that I use is all just purchased at a store. So okay. I got... It's all, um, I use Harbinger weightlifting equipment for the most part. Um, so I use weightlifting hooks, like uh, where you see like power lifters. Mm-hmm. Like for did like deadlift straps basically with a hook on yeah, it? Yeah, they're like lifting yeah. straps. They're just like a wrist wrap that has like a metal kind of hook attached. Um, and that would just help. So I use that to do everything from like um, any sort of bar work. So like uh, pull up gymnastic type stuff. Um, deadlifts. Um, I use them on like the rower, um, like just to help hold the handle. Um, I use them for a lot of stuff, but I guess, yeah, mainly that sort of stuff. And then I have um, same sort of thing, little wrist wraps uh, that are just like Velcro wrist wraps that I use to help hold my skipping rope. Um, So I just kind of like put the Velcro around my arm and like shove the handle in there as well and that's how i um hold on to the skipping rope tell, um, tell me about tell me about the trial and error by which you found the length of chain for your cleans oh because yeah. that's He's what that, dude that. that's that's one, one of the most impressive movements i've seen <laughs> you do so i actually so when i first started i just started googling a lot um and I found a few um, adaptive athletes that were using equipment. So, um, oh, what's her name? Uh, Kendra, I think her last name's Johnson. She's missing one arm and she's been doing CrossFit for quite some time. And so I saw a video of her 
doing cleans using like a similar setup to me with the chain and all that sort of stuff. So I just literally went to the hardware store, um, bought <laughs> a, like chain, like a loop of chain. <laughs> Um, and like some carabiners and then I use same thing, those Harbinger like wrist wraps, um, that just have like, uh, they already have like a carabiner kind of like on them. And so I just, yeah, really just trial and error of like getting it to the, be the right length so that the bar didn't like hit me in the chin. <laughs> or but was, I mean, that's, that's the trial. Were there errors? Like, did you get definitely take some of the yeah. face? Yeah. Oh Yeah. I'm like, even, even now, like I would say they're at like, I would consider the right length, but even now there's times where I like will hit myself in the chin or it just like fully smashes into my neck. And hashtag rugby, hashtag hardcore. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. You know, <laughs> uh, some of the other interviews I've seen you done and in talking right now, you're, you're figuring out solutions, right? You're going to get lengths mm -hmm. of chain and you know, Hey, that's not an obstacle. I'm going to figure it out. It seemed to me that a recurring theme or something that you would say, and it's not a quote, but you'd say it a couple different ways, was that you were very all about taking chances, taking risks. Hey, if it doesn't work out, no worries. You know, <laughs> I'm curious, is that, maybe there's no way to answer this, is that just who you are, you think, in your DNA, or is that, it's like if you tell somebody they can't do it, some people are like, oh, I will show you that I can do it. So I would only assume yeah. that somebody is an adaptive athlete. You probably hear a lot more like, well, you shouldn't try that. It's dangerous. Oh, no, you can't. I'm so sorry. I would assume you hear that a lot more than a lot of other people. Is that true? Yeah, I would say. Um, I I would say that, like, I definitely am somebody that if somebody tells me that I, like, can't do something, I'm going to try to prove them wrong. Like, I'm pretty um, competitive and I'm, I'm going to, yeah, if, if, if you think I can't do something, if I think there's even the slightest chance that I'm going to be able to, I'm going to make sure I can do it. Uh, I think I was lucky in my life growing up in that I had some good people around me that didn't say no too much. That's cool. Um, so Dang it. Dang it. Dang it. It was, it was, it was, it was, the last two times that this has happened, I, I, basically what's happened, we, we just kept chatting, she kept chatting again, froze, did the loop, and then at the end of that it worked, right? And yeah, but I think talk yeah. about something else for a moment. And then let her let her have one more please, and then it'll be done. <laughs> no, I think it's going to go perfectly. So keep on with this thought. There's not a lot of people who told you no. Um. Yeah. Like I think I it I it certainly happened, but it it I was lucky in that there was more yeses I think than nos, and that allowed me to be able to realize that I can do things and that there is a way to kind of work around and figure things out so that when somebody did say no, I was kind of like, no, you're wrong. I'm going to do it anyways. Ro, is, now, it, is it time? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ro. Well, I was going to say, like, um, I love I love hearing about how we apply CrossFit, but I think we kind of put the cart in front of the horse in some ways, and I'd love to hear, actually, your introduction to CrossFit because I think that what might resonate with a lot of people obviously they're calling you already they've reached out but but some some affiliate owners somewhere might be hearing this interview 
and they can only you can only imagine somebody walking through your door with a unique set of circumstances who um, they might be intimidated by at first, but it's you know you're living proof that um, you know where there's a will, there's a way to to scale these movements to make CrossFit applicable to you. But what was it like when you first walked into CrossFit Onside or your introduction? Like, how did that whole thing play out? Well, so I'm I'm lucky, and I was in like kind of a unique situation in that I knew the owners already. Okay. So I kind of mentioned that like rugby has kind of led me in lots of different paths. So I knew um, the owners because I um, I grew up with one of them actually, and I played rugby with with one of them before. So the the owners um, Jenny and Nathan uh, are both rugby players, and uh, they had opened up a gym. And it was brand new, and they were actually at a rugby game. Like, there was a big um, international game happening in Halifax, and they had a booth set up, and they were uh, doing a contest for whoever could do the most burpees in one minute would win a free month's membership to their gym. So I ended up winning the membership. Um, How many? I feel like it was, like, a number that I – can't even imagine I could ever do, but it was, uh, I think it was 34, which seems a bit That's wild. Disgusting. But, but um, it sounds outrageous, but believable. Yeah. And, um, I've never been able to do that again, but, <laughs> um, but anyways, we, yeah. So, uh, I won the membership. So it was great because I already knew them. Um, I had a free membership, so there was really no risk. <laughs> there was no, uh, you know, it was pretty easy for me to say, let's do this. And, and yeah, they're really great. So, um, what, how we did for my introduction is I just went there and they just, we went through like, okay, so if it's gonna, if we're doing squats, how are, how are you going to do them? And, and everything was just like a work in progress, but we, we figured things out that first day so that I could at least like do something for every movement that would come up in the next week. Oh, and, and it just kind of built on it and built on it. So like when I first started, um, like I couldn't skip, I didn't know how to, uh, like there was, yeah, I didn't have all my equipment. I didn't, you know what I mean? So we came up with, okay, so if there's skipping in a wad, this is what you're going to do instead. Like you're going to do quick step ups or if there's box jumps, this is the height that you're going to use. If there's, you know, that sort of stuff. And then we've just kind of been evolving, um, things. So many trainers or owners, I would assume, would be so intimidated. I don't want to use the, the word reluctant, but intimidated for sure to have mm -hmm. an adaptive athlete come in there. So give them a shout out. Who are these people? What's the name of the box? Because obviously it sounds like you guys are doing it right at your affiliate. Yeah, CrossFit Onside. They're the best. And and since um, I started, we actually started a little bit of like an adaptive program. We did um, a few adaptive seminars. And then from there, there's actually two other uh, members who are just like regular full-time members who are also um, adaptive athletes. They're both uh, wheelchair users. Um, but yeah, same thing. Like they just are in class just like everybody else. It's not like a adaptive class. Um, they're just like integrated in with all the other members. So it's really, it's really been awesome. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, that's because Jenny and Nathan, the, the owners were super open-minded and, and knew that, you know, every, the whole point of CrossFit and the whole, you know, everybody always says is that CrossFit is scalable and adaptable for everybody. And it's all about functional fitness. So if we're saying that anybody can do CrossFit, we need to make sure that we actually mean that anybody can do CrossFit. And I think it's true. Like every movement can be completely scaled, right? Like, um, there's always an alternative for somebody like, and, and, 
you know, good, uh, good coaches would be doing this anyways. If mm -hmm. one of their athletes has an injury, you're going to be changing the movement or changing, you know, something to do with that to make sure that they can still get a good workout without furthering their injury and that sort of thing. So to any coach worth their salt, I'd say that, well, and it seems like uh, Jenny and what's the other owner's name? Nathan. Seems like they're as excited about finding solutions and ways to make this happen as you are. So I, I would say mm -hmm. that would be the mark of your coach is that it would actually be an exciting prospect to have to have that in your gym. Mm -hmm. um, I, I want to turn uh, take kind of like a, a slight turn here and I want you to use us or me as a bad example. Okay. Because <laughs> When I saw your post, uh, sorry, when we first posted your open workouts, I was that guy who was like, oh, you think you've got excuses? Like, look at this girl. She's got no excuses. I know now <laughs> from research that that annoys the hell out of you. And, yeah. and can you tell, educate me on, on why or what you would rather hear? So I, first of all, I, I understand that like it comes generally from like a good place. Um, I, <laughs> that being said. I think like it's a bit condescending or patronizing because it's, it's, I don't know. It's like when it's giving like extra praise, I guess, when I don't think that there needs to be extra praise. So like, you know, there's so many people that will say things to me like, um, Oh, I saw your workout video and Oh, you're out doing that. And I'm, you know, I'm, I can't even get off the couch. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Like, I don't know why that's a compliment to me or, or not. Like, I'm not really sure. Um, so I think when people use the, like, you know, inspiration, like, what's your excuse thing? I always think, well, like, you know, maybe they have an excuse. And not everybody wants to do CrossFit, and that's fine. Not everybody wants to play rugby. Not everybody wants to play the piano, whatever you want to do, right? So I think, um, I don't know, it just seems a little, like, I don't know, preachy yeah. or thing. Yeah, and I don't really cliche. like that. So I would never write that sort of thing on my social media or I would never give anybody that like, you know, well, if I can do it, maybe you could do, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I think my message is more of like, if you're interested in doing this and you think that you can't because of the way that you look or, or something, like, I think that's wrong. I think if you're, if there's something that you want to do, there's always a way that you can figure it out. So my whole, um, I guess, reason for like posting videos of me at the gym and that sort of thing is to, to hopefully kind of reach people that might be in a similar situation as me and to say to them, you know, like, if you're interested in this, you can do this. It's not like the gym isn't just for a specific body type. It's, it's for everybody. And um, I'm not trying to inspire, I guess, the, uh, the average Person. But I got, yeah, sorry, go ahead, Pat. I was going to say, are there also, you, you, know, you lift weights, most people can put two and two together for the physical contribution that would make to one's overall health and whatnot. But then we always talk about the CrossFit community because there's a big mental side of health and happiness and, and you know, not being depressed and whatnot. And again, as an able-bodied person, I'm just making leaps that maybe I'm way off base with. But I would think it would be so easy for some members of the adaptive athlete, athlete community to get into, at times, a negative place, um, a frustrated place, a depressed place, and then just hole up in my house and I'm not going to leave or I'm sick of people looking at me at the frickin' mall. So I'm staying in here and to get out into that exposure of the CrossFit gym where nobody cares, you know, after the initial they get to know you, no one cares anymore and you're just another face in the crowd doing things. Am I wrong or, the, or is there some tremendous 
mental happiness, um, you know, parts of that community experience as well. Yeah, for sure. I think belonging to kind of any sort of community has so many uh, tremendous benefits. And like you said, CrossFit is is a community. And that's that's why I love CrossFit more than kind of, you know, just going to the regular gym on your own kind of thing. Because I like the idea that you're kind of in it together. And it's that, that kind of, almost like a team atmosphere. Um, yeah, so and I, and I love the, the social aspect as well, right? Like I, I say, half the reason why I go to the gym is because my friends are there. <laughs> <laughs> and and there's another reason, right? Delicious food. You know. Oh it. yeah, actually, you're a legend. I've heard yes. in, uh, even off the court, as they say. <laughs> I mean, like, tell tell me about Burger Week, kid, because oh, I, when I heard this, I thumped my chest and I was like, this is a young lady I can hang out with. <laughs> I'll, I'll have you notice, Pat, that that map is is uh, not necessarily centered, but focused on Nova Scotia. <laughs> I like Appro- I, appropriately. I like a map I like, like that. I do too. I want to get a map like that for a room. Oh, my map? Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. I think it's really cool. Thanks. Yes, yeah, so I, I am a. It's, it's how I don't know if you can see the whole thing. But it is how um, my uh, fiance proposed to me. Oh, oh I just no, barely. I can, I can oh, barely it's see. like so right here. It says kind of in the uh, like by Australia. It says Lindsay, I want to see the whole world with you. Will you marry me? Oh no way! And so you, he gave it to you, and you unwrapped it, kind of thing. Yeah. That's oh, cool. that is very cool. Yeah. And then what did you say? I'll have to think about it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 You got him a globe. You got him. You got him a globe that said it's over. Oh. <laughs> uh, uh, well, since since we're chatting about the the marriage, you're currently engaged. You know when? How long have you been engaged? And then when is the date coming up for the wedding? Um. So we got engaged in September, and we're getting married this coming September. Congratulations. Thanks. Man, that That's... is that is fantastic. Welcome. Welcome to married life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, rugby player, I can only assume. Yes. Uh huh. You guys, I know. Keep it. Keep tight circles. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um, all right. I can't let you get away without talking about food because yeah, we started down that road. My favorite subjects. We talked about Burger Week, and and I, you said something outrageous during Burger Week that you put away. But what's what's your PR? Um, I like can't remember. I feel like. It's something stupid, like 13 or something like that. Strong. Strong Perfect. work. Yeah. And that's in a day, not in a week. No. <laughs> <laughs> that would be even, even more impressive. It's, uh, yeah. So as somebody who loves food, what's what's high in the list of favorites? You know, we all, we all work out in the gym for one reason or another. So what do you like mm-hmm. to indulge in? It's like I don't like to play favorites. I have, I love all food. My favorite thing is actually trying new food. Oh, really? So I love trying new restaurants and eating new things or like weird food combinations. Um, but I mean, tried and true. Like I love donuts. I love fantastic love donuts. Fanta- I mean, donuts of all kinds. Are we talking about a glazed or mm-hmm. chocolate? Does it have to be a fancy donut? No, I love them all. <laughs> Listen to the listen to the, the passion in Pat's voice. <laughs> I mean, now, I now we're getting like somewhere. Donuts that have like bacon on them and stuff like that. Like that's yeah. Any sort of like salty and sweet combination is really what I love. Um, and like cheese. 
just like love a good brie. I heard you say something that was over <laughs> the top about cheese. It was something like, was it brie? And then as if that wasn't enough, you put something on it or sprinkled. Is this ringing a bell? It was something like you, you, you put some other topping onto cheese. And I was like, this is a home run as far as I'm concerned. It was, it was well, my favorite way to eat brie is to bake it with butter and brown sugar. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> oh. That... i know people get like really offended when i say that i put butter on it but it's not like i'm spreading butter on cheese it's like you make like a melted butter brown sugar mixture that you put on to the brie look i want you to know that ro and i are dedicated to fighting chronic disease and that we are <laughs> we are huge proponents of functional movements and high intensity but that being said we are far from the paleo police. We love good food. I mean, it's going to be, I've got a passion for CrossFit and a passion for things that I shouldn't eat. And uh, I'll, yeah. I'll be in an early grave because of the latter, but I'll, I'll die smiling. Yeah. It's, uh, it's sometimes hard to rectify, but it's, uh, it's my life. Uh, yeah. So if you had a message for people, you know, because I, I, I find it, uh, even for me, um, it's so it was so interesting to hear kind of that sentiment of I'm not doing this for anybody else. I'm just doing this for me. But you do kind of have this this following now, so to speak. And you've got this this elevated voice. And, um, you know, just to, to back up what, what you were saying about um, about that thought, you are you are an extraordinary person doing extraordinary things. And, and whether that be without arms and legs or with arms and legs, you clearly you've got something that inspires people. Um, so I don't know. Do you, how do you carry that? How do you, how do you internalize that? I don't know. I think it's like, I just like, don't think that, I don't know. It's, <laughs> it really seems like strange to me that like people want to watch my videos or that people will like comment on stuff that I put on Instagram, like just random people care about that. Like it seems yeah. really funny to me. Um, and like everybody that knows me is always like making fun of me. They're like, there's no, if people actually knew who you were, they, they wouldn't find you inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I think more in that, like, you know, it, I just seem like I'm you, like a regular person who goes to the gym and complains about being there and <laughs> wants right. to go eat some donuts instead. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think, it's cool. I think, like I said before, my mission isn't to inspire the average person. I think I, my whole thing is just to let people know that there's options and that, you know, just because you were born a certain way or, or have a physical difference or have different abilities than somebody else doesn't mean that you should let that kind of take over your life. Like you, you can do the things that you want to do. And I've always been trying, I've been trying to kind of push the, the message of the, like, kind of just try, because I feel like that has been my whole life. And, and anytime there's an opportunity kind of presented to me, I always think like, okay, well, I'll just try and see what happens. And, um, yeah, it, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't, that's fine, but you don't know until you try. I love it. And, uh, just to, to, not learn my lesson and to annoy you greatly like you inspire the hell you inspire the hell out of me i know it's so. what i feel like i want to say but i'm not going to say it <laughs> so i don't even i don't care you can judge me you can get mad at me but it's um, definitely coming from the right place 
Right. Yeah. Right and that's yes. fine. <laughs> and, and I will, uh, if I have, I promise you this, if I have a, the ability to make a custom leaderboard this year, I, you, you'll be on it. Oh, great. Uh, I'm going head to head with you in, uh, in this year's Open. So we, um, we're trying something new in terms of like the, 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 uh, the back end of the show. We kind of a couple of rapid fire type questions. Um, that we just kind of kind of pepper at you and, and try okay. and get some thoughts out of you. This will air after the Christmas holiday. Do you celebrate Christmas? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, my first question is, uh, what, what's the gift that you're most proud of that you've gotten for someone else? Like this year? Yeah, or have you not done any of your Christmas oh, shopping? You busted her. No. <laughs> it's like okay, presents. So the real, <laughs> but of, the real thing day. is that. So Matt, my fiance and I, we're going to Hawaii on the 27th. Oh, nice. So we're not giving presents, and we're getting married in September. So it's not. It's gonna. It's gonna be a low key Christmas. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Cool. okay. So unfortunately. Well, maybe. That happens. Maybe on the other side, if Santa was coming down the chimney with whatever mm -hmm. it is that you would like to receive, what would you like that to be? What would be your Christmas wish? Ooh, I don't know. Um, I like weird presents. Like I, Such I want, like, oh, not gag gifts, but like I, I want it to be like something weird from like some little store that I've never heard of, and like yeah, or like nice workout gear. Everybody likes the nice, so a, a very unique gift or some very nice workout gear. Yeah, I yes. think that's fair. I think that's very reasonable. Or like just food. Amen. I like or, a, or a gift certificate to every like, eating establishment in a 50-mile radius. Exactly. <laughs> All right. When you think of success, who comes to your mind and why? Ooh. I'm I don't totally, know. Just putting you on the spot here. I know. These are so tough. These are hard. Um... I don't know. I don't know that I even really know, like, what success um, means to me. Um, I think, like, anybody that is, like, happy more than they're not happy <laughs> is, like, that's a success. Oh and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, like, I don't have a lot. I get these questions a lot, and I don't have like one role model or like a person in my life that I've like really like idolized. Like I'm not like a, I don't know. I'm not like a fan. Like I don't have like things that I like one or two things that I'm like really obsessed with or anything like that. So I find it hard to answer. Like, I just think like there's lots of people that I look up to and, but I don't have kind of that one person or I don't have that one kind of vision of like what I want success to be or, or what I, yeah. what I think I want. Like, I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up or anything like that. Hey, hey, pursuit of happiness is a, is a perfect answer for me because I'm the same way. I'm, I live in the gray area and I don't, yeah, I couldn't give you a clearly defined definition. So it's, it's not fair for me to throw you under the bus like that, <laughs> but, but I like that. But someone, someone who's happy more often than they're not is, uh, I think that's a great answer. Yeah, I would agree. Most of us could strive to do exactly that and be, live a pretty darn good life. So let me ask you this, uh, tonight mm -hmm. in your meet, yeah. What, what would be the numbers that would make you happy? Um, so, well, so here's the first thing. So I'm doing, I can't, I, I have not yet figured out a way to jerk. 
So I will just be doing the clean and then the snatch. So um, I actually PR'd both of them like within the last week. So I feel a little bit like I don't know what I'm going <laughs> to, what my goal is here. But nice. um, my snatch, if I can get, if I can actually, because it's this is a weightlifting, like actual weightlifting rules, not CrossFit weightlifting rules. Gotcha. So right. to me, if I even get like one successful snatch, I'll be pretty happy. If I get like the awesome. no red light. Um, and I would be happy with, um, 60 pounds. Okay. And your, and your clean hovers around is 115. Was that a PR? Yeah, I just got a PR of 115. So if I can get like, um, 115 or even like one, like 17.5, like I'd be pretty happy. Nice job. Yeah. That'd be awesome. But again, I just got that one, that 115. I was like on 110, like couldn't get over that bubble for like, I, I don't know, like five, six months. And then I got 115 at um, a comp on Saturday, like at a CrossFit comp on Saturday. So like, I feel like, well, probably not going to get another PR in the next <laughs> you know, three don't days. Say that. Don't say know. that. I feel it coming. You've got a heck of a competition schedule going on. <laughs> I know. It's just, <laughs> it's just kind of like all crammed in. The one on Saturday was just like a, a fun kind of like Christmas gotcha. thing. And this weightlifting one is um, – just in house, it's just my our box, and uh, uh, yeah, it just kind of they just happen to be the same week. Very cool. Best of luck to you. Yeah, thanks. You're gonna crush it, young lady, and uh, we will certainly be following you. I already, like I said, have been stalking you on social media. We'll continue, <laughs> continue to do so, and hopefully, maybe we can uh, circle back and talk maybe around the open and see how it goes for you, yeah. and uh, and check in with you there, and. Um, because I can't tell you that I'll be in Nova Scotia any time in the near future. But if I no, am... No, nobody ever is in Nova Scotia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I happen to be in the neighborhood. Uh, but, but if I am, I will certainly look you up. Sounds good. Um, all right. Thanks, thank, thank you for sharing your story. Thank you so much for your time. And uh, we look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having Lindsay. me. Hey, everybody. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. As always, hit us up at patandrowshow at crossfit.com if you have questions, concerns, comments, or hopefully amazing, Compliments. amazing ideas for future guests. See you guys out on the interwebs.